Romeo Said Walrus Can you write my theme song To my new podcast Said what's your podcast called Two Mags Holograph Podcast 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 hard you on some pillow shit your daddy's an actor and you trying to rhyme willow smith yo what's going on that's madness versus heartless uh heartless heartless is a dad is an actor so madness when they were battling he was like you think you hard you on some pillow shit your daddy's an actor and you trying to rhyme then he pointed at him goes willow smith that was kind of dope anyway uh would like to thank you for joining us on uh, episode nine of the Tumex Hologram podcast. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's going down. Platformcollection.com. You know, I want to thank AWOL1 for the dope uh, intro song. And um, everybody, man, we're we just getting started. It's, it's world, you know, I know this is going to come out probably a couple weeks after, but it's World Cup Sunday. We've got the Germany-Argentina game uh, kind of like on, on mute. And uh, we're actually this... This is a Sunday morning uh, following the total total slaughter uh, pay-per-view, which I'm going to talk about today, or as I like to call it, the total disaster. It was, it was really, really bad. I'm sure, I'm sure by the time this airs in a couple weeks, you'll have had your full of, you know, everybody's commentary about, about the whole situation. You're going to get mines today. I'm a, I'm a monster, monster, monster battle rap fan. I've always just... I'm, you know, I'm just a fan of dope lyrics anyway, so I, you know, I have a lot of respect for for battle rappers on both coasts and all over the U.S. and all over the world. They, they're really, really clever. It's a really hard thing to do to stand there and battle rap somebody. And you know, what I'm saying I almost a couple of years ago, because um, I, I used to like really be into grind time when when it was going down, and and at some point even with our label Grim Image, we're, we're trying to like help out a little bit and be part of it just because we were such fans and whatnot. We had a cat in our, in our crew that was one of those battle rappers. Uh, but anyway, um, so I was really a big fan and have been a monster supporter. And, uh, so, you know, watching, you know, I was really excited going into, uh, this, this weekend's event, which was, uh, in case you don't know, like, uh, Eminem and she and his label shady records, they basically had a show like, a kind of like a reality show. It was four episodes long. It was on Fuse TV, and it was called The Road to Total Slaughter. And it was, you know, they had eight really, really, really talented battle rappers, like some, pretty much like some of the best, except for this dude, Big T, who I'm not really a fan of. This dude from Chicago, big dude. Uh, he, I don't know, he, he rarely impressed me on the whole show. I'm not a, I wasn't like someone that's seen that guy's battles, but... They basically had like disaster, um, arsenal, daylight, and and uh, all these cats. You know what I'm saying? T Rex, Cortez had a lot of like really champion battle rappers that are all really dope. 
and uh, it was like a forest show reality, like, kind of like an elimination tournament. It was kind of the tournament was kind of weird, you know. I, I guess you you can always uh, the one thing about battle rap is that you, you can always be it's all opinion, you know. It's all opinion. I mean, I, I you know I watched that show and and pretty much most I'd say like at least sixty percent of battles when I watch them, the guy that ends up winning. I just was like, really? I thought the other guy won, whatever. But, you know, everybody's got their own opinions on, on, on that kind of thing and such. But, um, yeah, they basically had a tournament, and it was all leading up to this, this pay-per-view that happened last night. And and the, the headlining thing of that was a really out-of-control, really dope battle rapper from New York, or Hollow the Dawn, battling uh, Joe Budden from Slaughterhouse, which is Eminem's group on Shady. And Joe Budden's kind of like a mixtape rapper slash... Like a, like a, you know, he's in Slaughterhouse, which is a popular, you know, group made out of uh, Joel Ortiz, Royce the Five Nine, Crooked Eye, and himself, and they're dope. So it was like a big, it was kind of like, kind of like the way um, Disaster Battle, it was supposed to be like a, a harder version of Disaster versus Cannabis, which was like industry rapper versus full fledged full time battle MC, and um, yeah, I watched it, and man, it, it really kind of. It sucked, kind of, because uh, it just, you know, going into it, everybody was like, Hollow the Dawn's going to destroy Joe Budden. And in my opinion, Hollow the Dawn destroyed Joe Budden. It was just like, Joe Budden was kind of painful to watch. He was getting booed. He was overly confident, like, out of control, overly confident, you know. If, I mean, he was, if I, I sort of got, they had, they had so many issues with the show, we're going to get into it, but, I mean, he kept... He would say a line that wasn't even hot and be like, stop my time, stop my time. Like like, like if a crowd was reacting to his line so hard that it was taking away from his, his elapsed time to kick, to kick verses, you know, like it was, he was horrible. And I don't, and you know, and, you know, and I've done shows with, with Slaughterhouse and I respect those cats and shit, I just did a show with Crooked Eye and Crooked Eye is, is amazing. But, uh, you know, I'm just being honest and shit, like he was horrible. And um, besides that, I guess we'll get in. Well, okay, let's start with that one, I guess, to not be dragging all over the place. But man, hollow the down. Oh, Argentina just scored the first goal. Goal! Argentina. Awesome. Oh, they took the goal away. What a bunch of fucking assholes. Oh, they took the goal away on some offside. So fuck that whole goal thing. Anyway. I'm sorry I'm caught up in this World Cup shit, even though Mexico... Oh, yeah, I was offside, it's my bad. Okay, let's, let's derail from that. But anyway, the first match... Um, oh, the final, actually, Hollow the Don versus Joe Budden. It was just horrible. Like, I mean, Hollow came in dissing the industry, di you know, dissing the, pretty much dissing Eminem, Jimmy Iovine, Shady, the whole production of the event, coming from a purist battle rap, purist form, where he was like, yo, here you outsiders are coming throwing me a couple thousand dollars on some fucking, you know, let's throw this kid some money. And, of course, he's going to take it because people are going to take money. I would take it. And it's like, you know, he basically broke it down like, oh, here they are. They come in with this big money in production, trying to blow this up, take 85% of everything and, you know, exploit the culture because it's hot. Battle rap is hot. And which, to a degree, he's correct. You know, and Joe Budden just, I don't know, man, it was just a mystery. I mean, he had a couple lines here and there. You know what I mean? When you spit 10 minutes, 11 minutes of material, I mean, you, you had to have a couple a couple bars, which he did. He had a couple bars here and there, but 
it was embarrassing. It hurt. It hurt it. It was just like I literally his rounds would start, and I was just like had my hand on the on the forward button on YouTube on the illegal bootleg of it, and I was actually down to pay for it. If I wasn't busy running around promoting my festival, I would have uh, I would have gladly paid twenty bucks. Did I pay seventy bucks for a Mayweather fight? That's always garbage. I would have paid twenty bucks for that, but uh, just to support. But uh, yeah, it was it was really bad, and it was it was just embarrassing. Like Hollow the Don just came. I mean, he was like Hollow the Don called him um, Dennis Rodman. He said, "You're like Dennis Rodman. You're good around mics, but but you you be a bitch in public." <laughs> it was tight. Or he said he flipped a bunch of R and B angles on him, where he was like. He was like, I got a 112 for Jodeci. You know, like, just dumb. He, he just, his, he was really clever. He killed it. Even his, actually, and Hollow the Dawn's last round was actually kind of lame. But but he still killed it. I mean, 3 nothing, dude. Like, it was just an embarrassment. Like, Joe Budden should have, like, I don't even understand if Joe Budden ran those bars by Slaughterhouse. Because Crooked Eye and Joe Ortiz and Royce 5-9 and Eminem, I mean, some of the best dudes to ever do it. And that, all that Joe Budden shit was embarrassing. So that, as a headline, was like, wow. It ended weird. It, they all, they left the stage before it was judged. It, it was, it was, the crowd was kind of whack. It was, just, you know, shout out to my homie Sway. But even, it was just awkward. Like, it, you know, it had a lot of, uh, you know, the one thing about King of the Dot Productions or, or Smack Productions, URL, all that stuff is that, you know, everybody involved in those productions, and I'm talking about the production of it, the making sure the mics are right and the sound and controlling the crowd and all that, all those people have been doing it for years now. King of the Dots, Smack, URO, all these leagues, Poison Pen, all these cats have been doing it right. So it was kind of like even the production side of the event was was shaky and just lots of long pauses and people yelling like is my mic right and their mic was right and you know no confidence in their mics and you know just the crowd was kind of like if they if you said something and they didn't get you their elongated booze would throw you off it, it was it was bad it was really it was it was really it was really not not cool it actually reminded me of when when Nike or Adidas or Red Bull or like somebody people too that that have money to throw these events, but don't have the produ- the full production that understands the culture of battle rap throw the event. So there's all these glitches. So it, it, it had, it reeked of, of glitches and problems and shit. So it was kind of weird. I had that dude Ebro from the radio show that hates battle rap. Why would you invite, I know you're trying to promote this and get it to the worldwide audience, but why would you have somebody that's constantly talking shit about what the fuck you're doing on there? You know, I understand to have some degree of, of regulation and some degree of like, you know, you gotta have some kind of, you know, you don't want a bunch of yes men and shit, but it was weird and it was whack. And uh, so that was the headliner. I'm gonna go backwards. That was the headliner. Um, the battle that I wanted to see more than anything, actually the one that had two really great dudes, Murder Mook versus Loaded Lux. I, I just watched that like seven in the morning. That one even was kind of disappointing. I mean, I believe Murder Mook took him, you know, took him, uh, you know, Loaded Lux is dope, and he had some dope lines, and his stuff was pretty intricate, he's, you know, his stuff will go over your head kind of like, 
he hits you with all these quick, clever things, and it can go over your head. It's a lot of a lot of talk, a lot of wordplay and stuff. But honestly, like, um, he he, it was, I don't know what I don't know if it was the format, but it just lagged. It just it was kind of uninspired. Murder Mook clearly had the better lines. Murder Mook came at him, just shooting on him, killing him. And but even Murder Mook, like, I seemed like maybe the five minutes or I don't know how long the, the time limit was on that battle, but both both of them every time basically stopped rapping and then just stood there in awkward silence for twenty seconds until like you hear the horn, like like it was just weird, like there's this automatic timer. But it was it, it it the whole thing was awkward. So in that one, um to me, you know, Murder Mook just killed him and, and Loaded Lux was cool, but it was I don't know, Murder Mook wanted it more, was more gangster, was more relatable. It was it was it was really good. That one was like the pretty much the only one that was that was cool. Okay. Um the, the other two that I seen the the first match, Arsenal versus Big T dude from uh, Chicago. I don't know. I it's probably like the third time I've seen Big T. I've seen him on the show Road to Total Slaughter Choke and he choked and he was kinda whack on that shit. But I'm sure he was better. He wasn't he wasn't that good to me. On, on this one, Arsenal, Arsenal's kind of like, Arsenal and Disaster are probably like the two people that should have met in the finals, because I, I just think they're the two most real about it, I think Arsenal's probably like the realest dude that just got bars for everybody, and got bars and bars, and I just think he's really dope, and he destroyed Big T, he just, professional, Big T just seemed like he couldn't handle the moment right, like, it was just too big of a moment for that dude. It's not like he choked or anything, but it just wasn't, he just wasn't good. And, you know, and it, another thing is a shame that Disaster didn't get to be part of the event. Because I think he's the best dude. He would have killed everybody freestyle. He would have freestyled about everything that's going on there that night and murdered everybody. And, you know, that was another negative on the negative side of this event. This whole shit just reeked. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see... I don't know. And then my, my homie just told me that uh that uh Averb rapped on the bill too. I didn't I might have just skipped that, so I don't know if it, who Averb rapped against, if he rapped against disaster or anybody, I'm not even sure. It, it it was so weird. And to cap it off, really cap it off, the, the probably the dopest part slash worst thing of the night was uh uh T Rex versus Daylight. And uh as you guys know because by the time you guys hear this, you'll hear about this, but Daylight came dressed full cosplay in a, like, immaculate Spawn outfit. I mean, he was dressed like Spawn. It was so sick, you know, living up to his comic book thing and his theatrics about being, you know, this dude was taking off his pants before. He, he's done all this weird shit. I, he's another rapper that's, that's came up real quick in the game, and I've, I've been, you know, peeping him lately at, I know he's from Watts. I think he's cool. You know, his style is very abstract. But, you know, I don't know. He, he the, the whole thing about wearing the outfit was out of control fresh. Um, the performance was, just didn't live up to it. It was just horrible. Like, I mean, it, was, it hurt. It just hurt it. It really hurt it to watch. The, it was like he's in a costume, but he didn't think about movement. And he's like in a cape, all weird, off some fucking weird fag shit. He's in a cape, can't move. He fucking 
he sounds like Bane and shit. He can't talk to this mask. And then even when he's getting back, when he's, whether the things that he's saying or the things that are being said to him, because he's wearing a mask, you can't tell there's any emotion. He's standing there. It, it was so weird. And, and the weird thing too, that, that really weirded a lot of people that aren't super fans is that these things were just full of personal battle rap inside jokes. Things that, like, if, you, if you're not watching Smack URL and King of the Dot for two years, three years, you don't, you don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. You know, the, you know, battle rap is an inside, it's like a family of people that have inside jokes, you know. Somebody fucking, somebody fucking shits themselves at a party, and for the next three years, they're like, and you shit yourself like so-and-so, you know. Like, you're like so-and-so two years ago that, peed on himself, you know, you know what I mean, it's like, you know, you're like, so-and-so, you know, I heard so-and-so, you know, licks, lick somebody's booty hoe, you know, like, it's just like a weird shit, you know what I mean, you, you know, five years ago, somebody tried to fight you, and you ran away, like, it's such a weird, they'll just hold that onto you, the whole, you know, one mistake, you choked, or you wore a fucking tacky shirt, or something, and it's like, you know, you know, because I'm colorblind, like so-and-so, you know, it's like, it's so easy to fucking do that. But anyway, um, that battle was just really, really, really disappointing. Um, Daylight was horrible. And, and to cap it off, he didn't even perform a third, a critical third round. I mean, he's down two rounds to nothing getting served. And then his third round was like, um, like a Greek tragedy, you know, like a Greek theater, like a Greek theater tragedy. You know what I'm saying? I know that uh, him and uh, and Rex were both part of the same crew called Dot Mob. So much much like the the battle that he had with Disaster on the television show, they're both they're friends. So I don't know if they talked about it before or what, but they're really friends. So they really weren't going in on each other that hard. You know, T Rex was like your wife. You know, he's like we're in the same crew, but you're gonna have to die. And, you know, he talked shit about his wife, which is kind of like, you know, getting to personal, real personal business and whatnot, talking about somebody's wife. But, um, uh, you know, just Daylight's performance was just horrible. And, and like I said, to cap it off, the third round, he didn't even perform. His whole round, he took out a pill bottle and he said something to the effect of, you know, for me to be here today takes a lot of dedication this is my schizophrenia medicine. As you can see, I'm out of medication. And then no people booed that. And then he spent the rest of his three minutes taking off his suit, which was, like I said, a really, like, elaborate, tight, rubber spawn outfit. And he just proceeded to take the three minutes to take off all his clothes and was there now in his underwear. And then he laid down on the ground crying, like like theatrical, like a Greek tragedy or... And the, the horn went off. It was over. Everybody got off stage out of embarrassment. People were just like sad and booing him. And he just laid there like a clown, you know. And he was just like, and that was it. And they were like, oh, give it up for daylight. And then basically he laid there while while people like Ebro and Royce the Five Nine were like, hey, man, get the fuck up, bro. Like, get up. Like, get up. This is stupid. There's no point in battle rap for this. And he laid there for another like two minutes, like dead like theatrical and it was just it was awkward painful i 
you know, even as a fan of the sport, if you, you, you know that he's the kind of dude that's going to do that, it was just painful and just, it was like an awkward moment for battle rap. And, and I don't know, I think, I, I don't know what the future of, I mean, I think the future of battle rap is going to be good because King of the Dot and these, these entities are going to keep it going. There's lots of hungry rappers. They're going to keep this going and people are going to keep doing it. So it's, I don't think it's going to get any weaker than where it's at, but I, I think it did have a big opportunity to go to another plateau and it just, I don't know, it imploded, you know what I mean? It's like, it imploded, you know, it, it felt like, it felt like you gave, you gave the, the delinquent kids, you know, the key to the, to the bank vault and they just, it just didn't, you know, it didn't work. Like, like it had all the right intentions. It feels like the Oakland Raiders season every year. It had proper intentions. You know, you, had, you were like, man, it really could, we could be something. Every year there's always, like, this glimmer of hope. 32 teams, like the World Cup, you know, watching the World Cup right now. Every country walked in here like, we're going to do this, and yada, yada, yada. And then one by one, the dominoes fell. And, uh, in fact, and, and honestly, other than Hollow the Dawn, other than Hollow the Dawn and Murdered Mook and Arsenal, three, three kind of vets, that to them winning things like this isn't shit. Other than that, than them getting paid, nobody wins. Nobody won. I didn't. Win. I wish I had my two hours back in life. I could have did a lot in those two hours. You know what I mean? I could have slept. I, I was watching these battles in the middle of the night, sleeping. I could have, could have slept, dude. It was really embarrassing. And so, you know, I don't know. Like we, we talked a lot about this before we even did this this podcast. But I mean, I, I get that. I, I'll wrap it up on that tip. But it was just very, very, very. Very uh, just disappointing of an event. Of an event, it was really, really just bad. So I don't know where it's gonna go from here. You know, if they're gonna have another season, the show was really dope. You know, I gotta, I gotta give it, give it up. The show was really dope. It was done in a low budget, real world way. And did you? I don't know if you've seen any of the episodes, but it, they're on YouTube. What, what not? It was done in a real low budget, um, real world way. It had a little, little twist like the road rules where. You know, a rapper would come in the house and just pick somebody and they'd have to battle that minute. And so, you know, a lot of these dudes that were unprepared fell off. You know, Cortez, who's a really, really good battle rapper, got blindsided. A dude walked in the house, picked him, and he had to go downstairs immediately and battle somebody that probably the night before thought had rhymes for his ass all night, you know? And he had to battle somebody that had rhymes against him that he had no... And that's why another thing about going back to the, the disaster thing, um, going back to disaster, he would have killed everybody at, at Total Slaughter. He killed everybody in that house. He, he still has that freestyle ethic. I think him and Arsenal are, are the two best dudes in that whole house. And honestly, they, they, that whole freestyle part of it or that real having those skills, that extra skill set is something that's missing from this whole pre-written battle era you know I me mean? where you you get picked you pick someone and you have a month to prepare for them and you know you, you know all these dudes get called out in the streets all the time and they they rarely step up to the challenge you know what i mean to to have you know it's it's a they're great writers it reminds me of me being in the project blowed where it was always battle rapping and freestyling outside and me i was more of a good life rapper where i would my whole thing was to get prepared every week I, my whole thing the thing i learned from the good life project blowed was Oh, this shit's popping next Thursday. So go home and make one killer song, 
practice it, and then on Thursday come and show out and have the best song and be the, you know, the blow-up of the night. Whereas, you know, a lot of these, the real dudes are just freestyling. They're, they're off, you know, outside battling everybody, just, you know, spreading their wings on some cocky shit, on some real hip-hop. You know, hip-hop is misogynistic by nature. It's, you know, my sound system's better than yours. My raps are better than yours. I get more pussy than you. I got more money than you. I'm better. Fuck you, you know? So that that's like the a real true essence of it, which is why battle rap is so important to the culture, which is, once again, why the shit was kind of a disappointment. And uh, But whatever, you know what I mean? It'll bounce back. It'd be nice if that another season. And it'd be, it'd be nice if Slaughterhouse weren't the, the, the judges. Because every time they battled, Slaughterhouse was the judges, and they basically used their personal preferences. You know, in one, in one battle where Arsenal battled somebody and he lost by one point, he lost because Joe Budden didn't give him the point. And him and Joe Budden have diss records, so they have a history of hating each other, you know? So why would you put, like, a dude, you know, that I've made a diss record about to judge my future and trying to make 10 grand or whatever, you know what I mean? 50 grand. It was kind of stupid. So anyway, I was pretty disgusted with that. Um, you know, I like I said, I, I'm a big fan of battle rapping. I wanted to be... There was a, a couple years ago, I was going to battle Madness, who's really dope, really funny dude. Just out of it. I, if anybody knows me, I, I like to bag. I got jokes and all this shit. I, I don't care. The other thing with me is that I don't have an ego. I, somebody could battle rap and serve the shit out of me. I think it would oh, be funny as hell. I don't, I don't really. I'm not going to go home and cry because somebody called me fat or bald or hunchback or loser or things that I already know about myself. I'm not really fucking. That shit's like, I'm not really tripping on that. But, um, I'm a big fan of that. I almost stepped into the ring and shit and for an exhibition. So, you know, I'm kind of disappointed in it. But other than that, shout out to the battle rap culture, which is, I think is still dope. I think it's going to survive and, and prosper. The smack battles, the king of the dots, and all the all the hardworking dudes out there that, that you know, spend a month getting paid 500 bucks to write pages and pages of pretty clever shit and dope shit. You know what I mean? So, anyway, so that was that. So that was yesterday. Um, what else? What else? I was also also watched the fight. That was disappointing too. The fucking Canelo fight. That was boring shit. It's been there's a super moon out yesterday, right? And you you guys are talking about that, right? The super moon. I think the super moon just drained everybody's energy. And there's just yesterday was a monumental day of lackluster performances, all or, all across the universe. You know what I'm saying? Dudes are going impotent. Fools sing, fools are singing wrong. You know what I mean? Like shit was just. Bank accounts were frozen, you know what I mean? Like, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, the ice cream shop was closed, you know what I mean? Like, everything you got to was, like, you were too late, you know what I mean? I tried to, I personally, last night, tried to go promote for my Mind Clatter Festival at uh, the Jurassic 5 dilated show, and by the time I got there, the shit was way over, you know what I mean? I was like, fuck, I drove all the way to fucking Greek theater to to. To, to hear a dude be like, oh, this shit ended like an hour and a half ago. I was like, oh, who knew, who knew that, uh, who knew that when you have a dope hip hop in a legitimate venue, the doors open at six. You know what I mean? I'm used to fucking piece of shit rap shows at, at fucking 12 o'clock, barely like the opening acts are going on. You know what I mean? And, and you're not going to see the main acts till like 150. You know what I mean? And if, if, if that. So, so yeah, yesterday was, you know, the, the, the moon was, just laying one on the universe and shit, so that was kind of crazy. But um, 
I'll tell you about what's been going on with me lately, though, too, the last couple of weeks is uh, I've just been promoting the Mind Clouder Fest, which is uh, Saturday, August 2nd. It's at, uh, it's at the Fox Theater in Pomona, you know, in case you, you guys don't know, every year I, I throw a show called the Mind Clouder Music Fest. And um, this year is going to be fun. It's the Shapeshifters, uh, you know, AWOL, Circus, Radio Inactive, Akuma, Dive, Life Rex, Stereo, LAJ, and myself. And then uh, on top of that, special guest, we got Sick Jackin from Cycle Realm. This is basically kind of like a Cycle Realm show. Um, I'm playing a heavy metal mashup set, kind of like a one-time deal with this this heavy metal group called Enemy Rifa, who are, who are down Cycle Realm. And, man, these dudes are really heavy, man. They're like on some Slipknot shit. And uh, honestly, man, they, they, they've got me happy, man. We've been going, we've been practicing in Vernon, California on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And, man, if you, if you ever wanted to hear me and Bus Driver's song, Miners in the Fire, in a heavy metal version that turns into Metallica 1 at the end of it, I suggest you come come check it out because we're literally like miners in the fire. Then it's like turns into Metallica, like it's fucking awesome, dude. Like if you ever wanted to see me act like I was a heavy metal singer, this is it. This is like meatloaf, like performing and shit. Like I might get a wig. I might get a meatloaf wig, like really long hair. And just be, and I'm gonna sing like Metallica, like darkness imprisoning me. All that I see, absolute horror. I cannot live. I cannot die. You know, like all fucking stupid and shit. But uh, that's gonna be dope. Like a heavy metal mashup. Um, we got these kids, Black Tongue Society, which is a group I, I I've seen that I think are really dope. Um, we got a couple reggae bands. Just to ch- you know, we're gonna have to chill out. We're gonna get a little reggae before the metal kicks in. So if you come early, you're going to see Black Tongue Society kick it off. And then you're going to see two reggae bands get down. Just, so we're going to have like an hour plus of reggae chill. You know, get your chill and your drink on before it gets to a uh, bus driver, me and enemy, sick jacket, and the shapeshifters. But um, yeah, so come out to that. I've been doing that. Been going promoting. Yesterday I went out to IE, promoted at this IE festival, promoted at this other, man, like, what is it with wax these days? Wax. I went to this festival, man. Wax is like the new crack. Wax is out of control, man. I was at this wax festival, and uh, they basically had like a hundred stations to dab you up for free. And so basically everybody there was a zombie. We, we got there at night. The girl, I just like bullshitted. I was like, I'm with hieroglyphics. I have no credentials. No fucking. I was like, I'm with hieroglyphics, yada, yada, yada. She was like, this chick had her titty popped out. She had like crumbs on her face. There, everybody was so high at this motherfucking show, dude. And like, so me and my homie went in there, passed out some flyers. And then we we made the mistake of getting dabbed out. Dude, the dab, that shit is so strong. I was coughing like a bitch, like a rookie. Everybody there was like looking at me like I was a fucking clown, like an ass clown. But uh, we got high, walked around, promoted, so that was interesting. And um, yeah, I just been doing. I've been playing some shows. I know you were telling me about that people like the you know the, you know descriptions of, of playing these little backyard shows or playing. You know, I'll give you I'll give an example of a couple of little shows I've been at. I played this one for uh, the homies Disciples of the Sick, who are like a psycho room offshoot that's funded by Big Duke, and. Um, that was cool, man. That was in Vernon, California. You know, lots of Mexicans. There was a Quebradita bar next door. So it was kind of like Corridos, which are like Mexican gangster songs, like with the accordion. You know all those songs? Those accordion songs that all end the same way? 
like, dun, dun, you know what I'm talking about? It was fucking, so it was like half the room over there was like six, six cocaine dealers dancing with their chicks, you know what I mean? It's like, this is, you know, the, the Rasa, you know, the Mexican fools that are like four foot 13 with the boots and shit, and they got cows, cows on the side of their trucks and shit, but they always got like a fine little hottie with them. You know, do you know what the cows mean, right? You know what all that means? I found, I just found that out. If you, so if you see all the raza with the cows and the, and the chickens, that means that, that means that they have a farm growing that. That's what that means. So they're showing value to a woman. When you see those dudes and they have cows and roosters and shit on their car, they're letting a woman know, like, I got my own farm. Like I'm growing, like I got, like a property. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have a hamster. I mean, it's just saying, like, I have a house. Or like I have property, so it's kind of like showing value, which is which is which is pretty awesome. It's kind of like showing your wallet. It's like a gold chain, but with a sticker. You know what I mean? It's like a decal saying that you're balling. So that was kind of cool and shit. Went and played that and shit. Um, oh, I got a, I got a story that I really wanted to tell, and this will definitely take up the the, the podcast in a good way. Um, I went out and played a house party with my homie. For my homie Sam, shout out to my homie Sam at his beautiful house in Paris, California with his nice, beautiful family, his wife cooks and, you know, really supportive. It's like the second year that I got to play out there, play a, play at his house and they treat me really nice. We go out there and smoke and this and that. Um, he wanted some guests this year. He was like, can you bring AWOL 1 or Circus or Life Rexa? Um, I think AWOL was busy. Life Rexa flaked on me like, like he always does. And then I grabbed Circus, dude. But that was like the the crazy Circus scared the shit out of everybody in the party with with his high level Masonic Illuminati message. You know, he just came with you know the devil is is Lucifer is the Grim Reaper is you know what I mean. Like he just hit them. Like it was like putting it was like putting like innocent ten year olds. In, in, a, in a thing with Alex Jones and having, and then giving Alex Jones cocaine, like getting, like giving Alex Jones like 10 things of Red Bull and cocaine and then unleashing Alex Jones on some 10 year olds. You know what I mean? It was like, he was just like, it was like, don't you see the new world order? It was fucking amazing. I mean, it was crazy, dude. Like he said the N word with the ER and then expected and then expect and then explained what it meant. He was like that word means really this and had like this whole other explanation for that word, but he was like saying it with the ER like people were just like scared. People were like in their bedrooms scared. People were leaving the party. It was he just hit them with like knowledge supreme which which on the way, you know, I got lucky. Luckily I got 4 hours of it. You know, sitting in the car with him for 4 hours, I got to hear about you know, some crazy shit where he was talking about that we need to prepare for for this grand hoax that's about to come out, like a grand event, basically saying that the world's gonna come out with this grand event. Like I don't know if it's gonna be like an alien landing or the or the, the government's gonna actually like sit and talk with us. Maybe like a, a craft will appear and we're gonna have a talk and we're gonna get to this point where the government's gonna explain to us that there's other life forms and people are gonna flip out, people are gonna riot, people are gonna like lose their mind, kill themselves, they're gonna get very religious, prophecy fulfillment, and it's gonna like it's gonna basically send the world into turmoil and uh and just really like you know, some people are just not gonna be able to handle it. But then the people that can handle it, 
are, are you know, we're going to have to start over and, and, and deal with a, with a whole nother like existence of like questions and a whole nother existence of, you know, are we going to be under a martial law? I, I think that we're under martial law now. You know what I mean? I always, I always assume that we're under various stages of martial law. And, and I think it's all an experiment that like gets, goes from neighborhood to neighborhood, city to city, different points. They, they say, okay, let's go, let's go rush this neighborhood, you know, create fictitious events and, uh, you know, implement martial law in small waves as a practice to see how people react. You know what I mean? To see if people uh, lose their shit or if people actually get get real gully and start shooting the military, or shooting the cops, or you know, storming the the powers that be the way they do in 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 other countries that we don't really like Egypt, you know, and shit like that where like, people just storm fucking. You know. Anyway, I'm get, I'm going off on a tangent. But uh, anyway, Circus scared the shit out of everybody with uh, with his uh, with his depth of of you know imminent you know pending economic collapse and shit. So so anyway, you can get a taste of that at the Fox Theater if you want. You can come see Circus and the gang, and uh, you know Circus is gonna scare the shit out of you. And if you talk to him, he's by the time you finish talking to him, you're gonna have this weird ass feeling. You're going to think he's hella strange, but then at the same time, it's going to linger and bother you because you're going to be like, dude, what part of this shit is real? Because he says a lot of shit that to me is kind of real and shit. So I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for basically the alien, uh, you know, attack, which is why I'm not trying to pay my phone bill or pay bills or pay people back or just I don't give a fuck about things anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I'm using that as a crutch. You know, that's my goal right now is to, my goal is for the alien shit to happen so that I don't have to pay my, you know, Verizon bill. You know what I mean? That's like my goal right now. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, that that shit happens and, you know, so much pressure will be laid off me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to play that, that shitty show in Bakersfield for $250 next month that I already got paid for. So hopefully, you know what I'm saying? If, if somehow this shit gets out there and, you know what I'm saying? I'm being you know, viewed by higher beings, you know, speed it up, bring it, let this shit happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's a lot of people like us that, that would be very happy to see. I'd like to see it happen, man. I think I would be freaked out, but, you know, all the people that are really, like, been absorbing this this kind of, like, conspiracy vibe, I think the people that don't just totally go crazy, shoot themselves in the head and be like, I told you so, and run off into the woods and live under a rock, I think all the people that that can absorb it I think that, you know, that's that's where the new life of intelligence, you know, is going to, I think is going to prosper. The other thing that, that I've seen with that whole thing is, you know, I've heard for years about underground tunnels. You know, somebody was just telling me that you could literally go from Santa Monica to uh, Salt Lake City, Ohio, uh, Utah, underground. Like, there's, there's like tunnels that you can run, like, fit semis into. And there's like a whole, I know, I've known about underground cities under Denver, the Denver airport. I know about the one at Camp David. I know the one. I've actually been, as someone who's driven through all 50 states, I've been in Connecticut, in Delaware. I've been in Rhode Island. I've been at Camp David. I've been through, not at like I've been inside because I won't let you inside, but I've been driven to all those places where all these fucking, all these military installments are at out there in the like weird parts of town. Like who the fuck is in, you know, who the fuck is in Maine? And, you know, I've been in Mexico, Maine. You know, Mex- you know, in different little parts and shit. But anyway, long story short, there's basically cities under under 
under this earth from California to Florida, you know what I'm saying, from New York to Washington, D.C., and so that's, you know, there's a whole nother existence. There's a whole nother cities being built with aqueducts and, and, you know, all this kind of crazy shit. So, you know, there's all these other plans and all these, another agenda that we're not privy to as just normal people. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to turn into Alex Jones or nothing like that because I don't really have all that kind of knowledge. I, 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 I geek out on, I geek out on YouTube to the point where I get scared and I just fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I watch it and, you know, I see corruption and uh, I'll get David Icke, you know, the whole, the whole universe is a hologram and we're really pod in pods and shit, just experiencing this. This is not like, you know, we're all, this is all a 3D simulation kind of shit. You know, I don't necessarily believe it, but I, I listen to it and I take it into content. But now that I hear about, you know, under the, or bless you, under the, under the city that there's all these cities with gray, gray aliens and all this crazy shit then you can imagine that they do have large installments of people just laid, you know, just pod people, you know. I was, I was having this conversation with my dad, and of course he was looking at me like a weirdo, but we, we were talking about that it, this is a battle for your soul. I was like, this isn't about material things, this isn't about power, this isn't about anything on this over to the ground, this isn't about everything, anything anything on that level. This isn't, there's not a material in the world, gold, None of that shit is relevant. There, this isn't about any materials or any kind of symbolic wealth. This is a battle for your soul. And, uh, you know, our soul is the last thing that we have left to me, like, you know, as far as, as far as anything, you know what I mean? I, I feel like that's why music, you know, these podcasts that are integrated with music and all of this shit is based, you know, platform collection. We're all based around music shit. You know what I mean? It's like all that shit to me is, a uh, is definitely, a. Uh, the, the the spark the soul because I think that the soul is like the last thing that we have left. I, I, anything anything material I don't give I don't I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own I don't have a I don't own anything of value. Nor do I have a desire to own anything of value for the rest of my life. I'm actually trying to see if I could live my life without having to own anything. I don't give a fuck about anything. You know what I mean? I'm trying to see if I could actually get to that point where by the time I die I have nothing. Like, that's my goal. Like, I'm like Brewster's Millions without the millions. You know what I'm talking about? Brewster's Millions, Richard Pryor. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to give it all away. You know what I'm saying? So, me personally. The only times I, I feel stressed is rent week, you know, when my roommate's sweating me for rent. Or, or when, you know, I just owe money for different bullshit. That's the only time that I point my arrow towards, towards you know, having to grind and hustle. and You know what I mean? I... I I don't give a fuck about money to the point. I mean, I was like to the point. That's where I think a lot of gamblers are like that. Like we don't, you know, you think that we give too much a fuck about money. It's just the opposite. You don't give a fuck about money because you throw it away so readily. It doesn't matter. It's like a daily. I don't give a fuck. Like I've literally thrown hundred dollar bills out the window when someone was trying to make a point about money to me. I was like, man, fuck a dollar. Blam. Let it, let it fly out the window and get my, got my homie really mad. Like it's a fucking hundred and just threw it out the window. Like, like fuck it. I don't give a fuck. So, you know, but anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think I was going back to it, this is a battle for our souls. And uh, that's how I feel. I, I just feel like our souls are waking up and, and satisfying your soul is the only thing to me worth anything. So whether you get that through music, through art, through living, through family, through sex, through food, through attention, through laughter, however the fuck you reach it, 
as long as you, if your soul is being satisfied, you're straight. If your soul is on ice, if your soul is under peril, if your soul is under stress, then that's that's the the, the diversion. You know what I mean? That's 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 the, you know, that's why where your soul is feeling like shit. And that's what music and art is for. Music and art is, is there to to transfer you. It's another like image that transfers you into a place. Every time I see somebody dope, I swear to God, every time I watch. A music video of somebody doing something fresh, I imagine me being them. I'm like, I'm fucking, you know, I don't give, well, I can't say Lil Wayne because he's whack. But anytime I see something like dope, like somebody doing something dope, I'm like, John Legend, dude, who's, who's like whatever to me. John Legend's killing some song. I'm like, I wish I was, that's me, John Legend. I'm John Legend right now. For three minutes, I'm John Legend, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm fucking, I'm Peyton Manning, fool. I'm fucking Kobe Bryant. I'm LeBron James. I'm fucking, you know, I'm Bjork, I'm everything, you know, and that's the power that that art does to your soul, you know, and, and even sports, you know, watching the World Cup or or just someone intelligent talking to you, you know, not, nothing, nothing is more, uh, nothing is more important to me than than critical thinking. I don't give a fuck if you try to tell me that that you know aliens, fucking, you know just came to earth to eat bananas or whatever. I don't know, whatever your theory is in life. I'll, I'll, I don't necessarily believe it, but if you fucking are passionate enough about it, I'm going to listen to it. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think that, I think for me, it's like, you know, talking about this super moon and, and how bad performances were yesterday. I think the moon laid a fucking, laid some, laid some shit on people. But going into today, as I'm looking at a view of Brazil with the sun over this religious fucking artifact right here, that's kind of crazy and shit, you know what I mean? Oh, you just missed it. It was really fresh. But anyway, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know where, where I, I, I turned into the ultimate battle for your soul, but I'm going to stay on that topic for a little bit longer. I just, I just think that for us as people, like, you know, just every day, wake up and just, you know, get your soul right. And, and I don't mean do right. I don't mean not commit crimes. Sometimes we hurt people. You know, life is about disappointment. I hurt people all the time, dude. I, I am a grand disappointment. I, I think I've said that on this show before. I'm a fucking grand disappointment. Every day I wake up, you know, today, this, this podcast is getting done. You know why? Because you guys are here. Because you guys are fucking on it. You know what I'm saying? I would have woke up at three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you guys are on it. Your dedication. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I only, I only shine through, through my, through who the company I keep. And, I, and we were talking about that before the podcast. We'll get into that about working with creative people and not. But but it's like, you know, you guys made this shit happen. So it's like, you know, I can get all the accolades. A, you know, uh, AWOL did the logo. AWOL did the theme song. You know, I just sit here. You guys treat me like a king, you know. We're, we're not getting paid or nothing. You guys are having to buy food and shit or you drive waste gas and shit. In, in the, you know, why are you guys doing this? You know what I mean? Because you have a dream, right? Because your soul has a plan. And you're like, my plan is to have this really kick-ass website that does this and that. And you guys actually take thoughts that you sit around collectively and make something happen. You fucking do it. You know what I mean? High concept, low execution has always been a big problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, going back to the conspiracy vibe, um, I once I once saw this really dope-ass speech by this lady who worked for the government. And she was like, look, honestly... 40 to 60 percent of all conspiracy theories are just are just uh incompetence and i and she had this whole thing about you know 9 11 you know you want to talk about the the conspiracy of these of these 
dudes getting getting knives past the fucking checkpoint. It's not fucking a conspiracy. It's fucking incompetence. Because throughout the higher ranks of government and through corporate America, nepotism runs wild and, and incompetence runs wild. Where people hire their homies and hire people and friends and they don't hire the best person for the job. They don't hire a scientist. They hire somebody that got hooked up. And so now in all these branches of government, we have all these people that are just incompetent. It's not that they're fucking, they're not part of some secret Illuminati agenda. They're just incompetent. And that's why bills don't get passed right. Shit, funding gets lost. Shit doesn't get right. They spend money. Dude, I've been part of so many organizations that have been blessed with money, publishing deals, and me and my crews have gotten money, and we've just fucked it off. Fucked it off. And it's not that we're bad people. We're not bad people, just incompetent, just, just didn't do shit right. You know, I wanted to take that. I wanted to take those $2,000 and press up this record, but you know what? Fuck, I got rent and I got bills and my mom's, my mom's going to have surgery and I need fucking money and I needed this. So fuck it. Divert funds. Shit doesn't get done. You know what I mean? Just, I'm, and I'm just speaking from my personal assessment. You know, my experience with Grim Image Records, which was a, a little indie label we had where we're, you know, we're getting funded. Still to this day, my shout out to Craigie, who, who funds us. You know, there was times where, where all of us, we had 17 acts on the label and we were getting all this funding, literally thousands, ten, tens of thousands of dollars at a time and incompetence. You know, we, 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 you know, at times we did things that were good and, and we have things to be proud of. We have 20 albums out there and, and videos and shows and tour, tours and all this good. We donated. You know, we thought about Japan and donated things to Japan and donated things to different causes and have tons of things to be proud of. But incompetence, spending money. It's like spending $1,000 on a banner and then going to rock the bells and an hour later, kids stole it. You're like, oh, well, there goes that $1,000. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, fucking, uh, you know, oh, we were supposed to do this, but this didn't get done and now we're fucked. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we spent $1,000 on a publicist that sucked dick. They didn't do shit for us. Like, oh, well, there's $10,000. You know what I mean? It's like incompetence. And uh, so I think a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that, uh, that, are, in, that are more incompetence than, than, but regardless of, you know, it doesn't mean your spirit is not trying to do things, you know. I, I'm at the point now where, where in my career, like I said, I've got my little pockets of fans. Luckily, I have a thousand compositions that if they leak out through the world, people like my music, all this kind of good shit, I'm, I'm all super blessed and shit. I go into Starbucks and the, and the, you know, the fucking brothel gave me a free fucking iced tea or whatever. You know what I mean? I go to McDonald's and the dude's like two. I go to Chick-fil-A and the dude's like two max and I get my fucking chicken for free. Like it's all fucking blessed. That's where, that's the blessing, you know, but, but it's like, you know, as far as wanting things and shit, I, I don't, I don't really care to have want things and shit. I'm just trying to make my soul happy. But my, but every day I do wake up with my soul stress bills stressing the, the 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 attachment to people that I have to like harness and shit you know uh, it's a it's a crazy little thing you know so I, on the dawn of the supermoon you know after the after the supermoon you know I, I guess after being an angry battle rap fan and and shitting on people's greatest moment in the sun and you know have you know being in this forum right here where I actually get to talk shit and and you know I'm sure all those rappers spent a month working on their shit and I'm over here shitting on them like like that was the word like I'm just like taking like I'm like Lucy taking the ball from fucking you know Charlie Brown he's about to kick the fucking field goal and I'm just like 
that, that was weak. You know, that's, that's, that's how we are in this new social media age. We get to be a critic, you know. I, I could see a movie that costs a hundred million to make and, and, and 10 minutes into it, I'm like, this shit sucks. You know, this shit fucking is a masterpiece of fucking sound and production and light and uh, fucking 2000 people production and dreams and scripts and, you know, and I, I can just shit on it. You know what I mean? Uh, I get shitted on const. I get shitted on constantly. Whenever I, whenever my ego, whenever I'm feeling really good about myself, whenever I'm feeling like, like I'm actually fresh and shit. Whenever I'm feeling a little too big for my britches, I just go on YouTube and punch up any of my songs and just go through the comments and be like, "That fat fuck. I, I seen that guy. He's dude. He's fucking dresses like a hobo. You know, like they suck. You know, like you know. I, I, it's always fun to like." It's always fun to, to dream of something and work on something really hard and then have people just pee on you, like R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? That That's a that's a constant. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's like laying in bed with a woman all night and, and you can rub on her legs and on her booty and then as soon as you start getting too heavy, it's like shut down mode. It's like, you know, part of you is like, why are you here then? Go home, go home on the Amtrak. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm just joking around. But, uh, but uh you know what i mean it's like uh, so you know we're we're all all of us man you know wherever you're at listening to this podcast this is really random shit i'm i just woke up i'm piecing shit together i'm eyeing a subway sandwich which maybe is that some of that part for me i get a piece of that hell yeah you know see see what i'm saying i get to get up take two steps out of my bedroom i get a subway sandwich i'm watching the world cup people are people are here to help me expand my brand and they're not getting paid you know maybe one day we'll get paid off this but i'm not getting paid but i don't care about getting paid they're over here driving to 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 further my brand you know and 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 that's that's a blessing out of control i'm super duper blessed you know i run into rappers all the time that are like i've been rapping for 20 years and nobody in the city gives me a break and i'm fucking dope and i'll be hearing dudes that are fucking dope Yesterday in, in San Bernardino at this IE Fest, me and my homie Sully walked in and there was these two white kids ripping it, ripping the mic. I mean, these kids, they were, they, it was, and they were on some like grimy, they were like Riverside, because River, if you know Riverside, Riverside has a grimy side. So there's like a grime, I mean, these kids, this kid looked like he, he had crackers for dinner. Like this one kid was dirty, like that's all he had for dinner was some crackers, like crackers and butter. Like this, this kid, like this, this kid looked like you just pulled him out of a sewer and, uh, and these two kids killed it and they were killing it like on some grimy, like, you know, he said some shit like, you know, I'm, you, you know, you, you can fucking hate on me. I'm fucking used to it. It's like, I like pussy, but I don't like the bitch attached to it or something. It was pretty funny, but they were just pure hip hop rhyming on some trap shit too. Like trapping on, I mean, I was like, I was like, am I in fucking San Bernardino or am I in fucking Memphis, Tennessee? Like these two white boys were legit, like two little yellow wolves and shit. Anyway, my point was, my point was, you know, these dudes were really, really talented, really, really dope. And they were making their soul happy. They were playing some shitty show, but they were getting their fucking rocks off. They were fucking blowing up for 30 people and they were making their soul happy. And and in turn, it made my soul happy. And, you know, those are the little things that I I like. You know, I mean, my, my soul is happy listening to music, my soul's happy, you know, in the company of women, my soul's happy in the company of my family, my soul's happy being creative, and, you know, 
the people here working on this, this podcast with me, you guys are got creative ideas and you come and follow through and it's a blessing. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty much at the point now where like in this podcast, we're coming to the end of it. I'm pretty much just at the point where like, I'm just trying to tell you like, you know, make your soul happy. I mean, I, I don't have all the answers, you know, you know, did you see Kanye West with Sway in the morning? You don't have all the answers, Sway. I said, it was awesome. Kanye West has lost his fucking mind. You know what I mean? If I had, if I had 10,000 paparazzis, every time I did, I fucking wiped my book or someone's like, he has AIDS, you know, like fucking if I had, you know what I mean? If I had under all that pressure, under all that scrutiny, I would go nuts too. So you have to have some sympathy. He, that guy, all he ever wanted was to do is to satisfy his soul and to be rich and famous. And and he he's obviously satisfied his soul because his music is good and he's talented. And then the rich and famous part, you get it, but then it has it has a catch that you can't fuck with. You know, he he. There's a, there's a song that he says. You know, obviously, I don't know if you know. You know, on a sad note, his mom passed away during like a surgery. Like his mom was getting like breast augmentation and she passed away, unfortunately. That shit sucks. And he has a rhyme where he's like, you know, uh, he said, I made a deal with the devil. It was a crappy deal. All I got was some toys like a Happy Meal. And it was like, to me, that was really dope. You know what I mean? It's like he sold his soul to the devil with a crappy deal. All he got was some toys like a Happy Meal, like cars and money and bullshit. But he lost his mom or you know what I mean? And it's like that, you know read an interview with Bob Dylan where he's like, I sold my soul to the devil. Like, you know, there's a lot of people play around with that imagery. You know, I, me, I play around with it. Everybody, there's something about, there's something about music that, that everybody has that. It's like, there's, there's this dark vibe to it, but, but really it does make you so happy. It's just at what, at what price, you know, at what price, you know, where I'm at right now, a lot of people could say I didn't fulfill my, my, my potential. I think about the mistakes I've made in the past. You know, as much as I am a brand whore and, and about promoting myself, because you see me on Instagram and, and Facebook, come to my show, come to my show, please come to my party, please. I'm playing Saturday in Montebello. Please, please listen to my podcast. Please buy my new t shirt. Uh, I've got my new CD out. Like, I hate doing that shit. I hate that shit. I hate it with a passion. But if I don't do it, it's not getting done. And I, and I have to pay rent. So I, I can justify myself. I can justify whoring myself out. I enjoy it. I enjoy going to a house party and playing in front of your grandma, playing in front of 10 people and having four people clap and six people be like, isn't this guy too old to be doing? What is this shit? You know what I mean? I, I get that all the time and, and I suck it up because, you know, there's just things you have to do, you know, I guess. And, and I don't, I don't hate it. I love it. I try to close my eyes and enjoy my soul out of it. But, but, you know, fame and, and, and that shit is, is, you know, when you deal with that shit is, is, is a whole nother level. So I guess I'm just trying to say, like, keep your soul happy at all costs, whatever it is, man, you know, things make my soul. I went to the supermarket and bought a bag of cherries and that shit made me so happy. I went and bought some ice, some sweet iced tea. That shit made me so happy. Somebody you um, I never battled too much when I when I uh, I've always I probably I've never you you can't really see me in a battle. I've I've battled when I was first coming up. I remember going to San Diego one time and getting served in a high school parking lot by somebody. Like I'm talking about my first couple years. Like some I think we played a show 
at some high school and the you know we did okay i guess but like the a couple of dudes were like homie what's they just caught us in the parking lot and were like serve the shit out of me like i i actually the first time i really battled mixmaster wolf from Darkleaf and the Breakestra, he served the shit out of me at some club. AC alone served the shit out of me one time on the campus of Cal Arts. Um, I probably battled. I've had fun battles like with Mahomi Buku or like I've battled. I've battled a couple kids. The, the the best battle I've ever had was one time I was on the Wake Up Show. I'll never. I'll, I'll tell the stories. It's a cool story. Um. I was on my, I had a, the Sun God Sons Love Fights Back 12 inch, and I called Carmelita Crumb, who used to work for the Wake Up Show, and I was like, hey, can I drop off my new 12 inch at the show? And they were like, yeah, come, come by and drop it off. I was, I remember being on shrooms and high, and I rolled in there to drop off these records. I was on my way to a rave to play with the shapeshifters, and, uh, I remember just dropping off the record, and then Sway and Tech were like, nah, come in, jump in, you're here, like, next thing you know, I mean, I'm live on the air with Supernatural, Peace from Freestyle Fellowship, and Naptron. Naptron's super sick. And they, the camp, they're called Camp Freestyle. It was like a short-lived group with Peace from Freestyle Fellowship and Supernatural called Camp Freestyle. So, you know, everything was freestyle, the whole album freestyle. Basically, and, and you know, Supernat and Peace are two of the best freestylers on the planet. Naptron's way up there, too. And so they just were like, oh, we got two mix and I was like, oh, yeah, I just came to drop off the 12 inch. They're like, well, get in this cypher. And dude, they threw the beat on, and I, I wasn't gonna kick, cause I know peace. I wasn't gonna kick written rhymes in front of freestylers. I did. I went freestyle, and I was horrible. I was whack as shit. I was really, I was so bad that when they put that out on the Wake Up Show Best Freestyles, they edited me out of that whole section. Like I wasn't even there. Edit out of respect for me, they edited me out because I was whack. And when they went to commercial break, the phone lines lit up across the country and they were like, yo, that Tumex dude was fucking whack, yo. That Mexican dude was a piece of shit. I'll serve the shit out of that dude. That guy was a fuck. And I'm just sitting there. I got Supernatural tapping me on the shoulder like, don't stress, man. It was a bad day at the office. You know what I mean? Like, he knows I'm good, but he was just like, hey, it happens to everybody, man. Bad day at the office. You know, I had peace. Like, yo, you should have just kicked some dope ratings, you know? Like, and I was just like, oh, whatever. Little did I know, I fell the fuck off in front of five million people. You know, the, the wake up show at its apex, like five million people heard me horrible, horrible. So then what happened was, uh, Sway and Tech were like, this was back when Fat Beats was on Vermont. And they were like, we got our, it was like the show was on Saturday and, and they had a, a in store the next day with Chino Excel, Razcast, and Supernat. And they're like, so. You know, oh yeah, Tumex is whack. Well, why don't you come battle him tomorrow? Are you in the LA area? You want to battle Tumex? Come battle him tomorrow in front of Fat Beats at noon at, at the Wake Up Show, at the Sway and Tech, uh, in store. And I was like, and dude, like 10 kids were like, I'll be there. I'm going to serve the shit out. And I was like, all right, homie, I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, and they were like, yo, redeem yourself tomorrow. Like Sway and Tech were like, don't trip. I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, all right. And then I left to this rave and I was so, mad and i was so sad and i was like dude i went to the rave i was so angry because i was like am i gonna throw away my career at that point i've been rapping for like 14 years i was like am i gonna throw away my career for because i did whack, whack one night on the radio dude i i remember going to the rave i freestyled everything at the rave i was like i just fell off on the wake up show but it doesn't matter you know like i was on one i couldn't even sleep that night i was like is my career over and I was like, fuck no, hell no. And I, dude, I went to that fucking battle. 
I was there early. I stood outside of the of Fabbeats and and literally one of my homies came with their baby. So I literally had like a baby. I was holding like their their baby for like hours and I literally battled like seven kids for like three hours outside of the wake up show. And I'm and none of the kids were really good, but they were just haters. And I fucking I mean, I was tearing into these kids, but I, something had possessed me so much that I was like, I'm not about to like lose Supernat and Chino Excel would come out like, yeah, you know. And then the next week, Swain Tech were like, yo, two mechs just serve like 10 dude, making my le- legend kind of like big, you know, kind of like trying to like X the bad week. So that pretty much was probably like the toughest day because all that night and going into that day, I was so like angry and sad about doing so bad and for uh, for the next year people were just talking mad shit about me on the internet like you've sucked and all this shit because really only a handful of people saw that me battle these kids you know they didn't broadcast or nothing they were in there doing their in-store but it was like for me i had to on some rap shit so that was tough because i that whole night i was like i couldn't sleep and i was like feeling so so just like man did i throw it all away just one like whack now i'm not, i mean i don't profess to be a great freestyler at all i'm on the you know i roll with freestyle fellowship and cholo lancinco and fools that are amazing you know abstract rude you know what i mean like i ain't i'm i'm on the lower the lower rung of all the homies like that you know at best i can be passable and decent when i'm really on one i've i've caught the fire like few, there's times where i've been on the radio i've caught i've been lucky enough to ever since then i've been better you know what i mean I've been on the radio where, like, I've had my moments where I was like, oh, that was, I really went dope for, like, three minutes, you know? What was the cypher effect first? Yeah, I think I put two verses together. On that, the spot? Um, yeah, I didn't really want to do the cypher. Much respect to the cypher effect. Those dudes are really cool. Those dudes are, everybody in the cypher effect, family production-wise, is cool. I just did that for Jim Free because she asked me to do it. And I didn't want to do it, but she twisted my arm because she's been my friend for years. And she put all this whack pressure on me, so I fucking succumbed to it. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do that shit. That's not my vibe and shit. But it was cool. It was cool. It turned out really cool, and a lot of people peeped it, you know? And the Cypher Effect people are really cool. They're, those people were cool, but I just did it because Jim Free was like, you have to do this for me. And I was like, like a dumbass. You know what I mean? If a woman asks me to do something, I'm pretty much going to do it for the most part. You know what I'm saying? You know, but that's I think that's most men. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, man, that's that's it. But that was my toughest thing because I was like really like fuck, dude. Like I had felt this whole like it didn't it didn't dawn on me that I had fell off in front of four or five million people until basically the whole next year that I was getting criticized at different places. So that was kind of my toughest battle. You know what I mean? And that was a bunch of bunch of random kids that I don't even know who they were, but and I was just like going through it. You know what I mean? Cool. So, uh, anyway, I, 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 we've been rambling, huh? I've been rambling, dude. The World Cup's at 70 minutes, so I know we've, we've been fucking doing this shit for a minute. So, anyway, sorry to be so random. I'm going to try to be focused on the next episode. I'm going to pick a couple topics and just not talk about just, you know, whatever, you know, you know that I went to fucking 7-Eleven and bought some fucking Tic Tacs. But we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, I want to thank you if you actually made it this far to the end of, the, of, of uh, episode 9 of the Two Mix Hologram podcast. You know, I want to thank, you know, Platform and all the shows that are that are on, you know, Wake the Flock Up and all and all the shows. There's some new interesting shows on there, right? You guys got some new, like, I was peeping out the website and they, there was a bunch of interesting content on there. 
And um, I want to thank everybody that's part of all of those shows and, and that drives content to my to my show and, and vice versa. And all my people, you know, out there, um, just to let you know, if this does air before August 2nd, you know, come, like I said, come out to the Mind Clatter Fest. It's a hip-hop, reggae, metal, electronic fest all in one night. Seven acts on the bill, a couple surprises. I think my boy Cookbook from LA Symphony might do a little like quick set too, add it on the bill, kind of like uh, I told him I wanted him to rock. You know what I'm saying? It's all you LA Sim fans out there. But, but you know, I'm calling out all the fucking Shapeshifter fans, all the fucking Psycho Realm fans. It's, it's an interesting night of some hip-hop, some reggae, some metal. It's my show, so you know there's going to be, you know, if there's if there's 700 people in the house, 500 are going to be ladies. The ladies of Tumex will be out in effect, you know what I'm saying? If I call all my ex-girlfriends just alone, the show should sell out. So that's going on. It's going to be haters. It's going to be Mexican dudes. It's going to be mosh pit. Um, it's going to be Mexicans, gangsters, Psycho Realm fans, cholas. If you want to see women with painted on eyebrows, there's going to be that. It's going to be some fine broads with... with booty and body and you know there's gonna be some hip the shapeshifter fans you know you, you know shapeshifter fans are like a uh we're like it's like icp with no budget you know what i mean so shapeshifter fans are like you know this is the show where the shapeshifter fans and the psycho realm fans meet you know what i mean you know what i'm saying this is this is it right here so uh do bus driver anybody that's been longing to see bus driver back back rolling with the, the shapes and and myself, it's been a while, you know what I'm saying? Bus driver will probably be wearing something tight, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of tight jeans. I'm sure, I'm sure if they, if they, if they make a, what do you call it? Remember how women were, had to stop wearing, they stopped wearing these like crazy yoga pants? If they do, if they actually make yoga pants for men, bus driver will probably be wearing them at the show. You know what I'm saying? So he, he's going to be wearing some kind of space aged material. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm just joking around. For all, yeah, I don't know, Bus Driver's like one of my old friends. We just talk a lot of shit, but he's going to bring his talents to South Beach, and uh, he's going to bring his talents to the Fox Theater and get down. And we're going to have some special guests. And, uh, yeah, come out. So, you know, go to loftbeats.com and check that out. Anyway, I'm tired of promoting myself, but uh, I appreciate you guys sticking along, and, and we're going to shoot a, probably shoot another episode, watch the end of this World Cup. Just if you ever wanted to manage, imagine where we are in this. We're 74 minutes into the World Cup and it's zero zero. So just remember that as this as this podcast ends, it was at 74 minutes, and it was still zero zero. So anyway, thank you very much, and uh, I'll tell a joke. Uh, like David tell David tell was like, you know how 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 hard is it to shoot a porno? And suck it. There you go. Thank you. We'll be here Thank you.